Are you ready to take your career to the next level? Then meet me in the Leaders Lounge. Let's go. Lounge. I am, of course, your host, Dawn Morris, and this is your place for all of your leadership coffee nuggets, all of the things to energize you, help make you think a little better, a little brighter about your leadership journey. And this is brought to you as an outgrowth of my organization, which is the leaders, which is the World Class Training Institute, where we maximize human capital through the delivery of leadership and professional development training programs. So anything to help you be better or your organization to be better as a professional and a leader are in our wheelhouse from time management to delegation, emotional emotional intelligence to our intentional leadership cohorts. Everything that can help you be better is in our wheelhouse. So if you are interested in that, or if your organization is interested in that, just go to worldclasstraining.net and you can find all of our information. And then you can reach out to me and I'd be happy to have a consultation with you about that. Now, I've written a couple of books. Right now, we are focusing on my second book, which is Unpacking Agape, the Seven Languages of Intentional Leadership. You can run right now to worldclasstraining.net forward slash agape and pick up this book because over the next several weeks we're going to be unpacking pieces of the book and sharing parts of it so that you can not only become more familiar with it but you can be fortified in the information that's contained in this great book because it's a quick read um it's an easy read but it's so powerful for helping you to live your best life as a leader so again it's in the lower left-hand corner of the screen, worldclasstraining.net forward slash agape. I'm also going to show it um, as a ticker so you all can uh, go run right away and get this book, all right? Today is an exciting day. I don't know if the people in Fulton will think that it's exciting necessarily. And I'm talking, of course, about um, Betty Willis, who is my Howard sister. I didn't know her, but... If you're a bison, you're either my sister or brother automatically. And so she graduated from Howard University. Uh, and she, of course, is the district attorney in Fulton County, Georgia. And right now she is under fire for having had relations with a prosecuting attorney who she brought, um, she contracted with to do work for the Trump case. And a person named Roman, who's one of the co-defendants, researched and found that they had been dating. And now they're trying to establish first that she started dating him prior to November 1st, I think, of 2021, which is um, when she hired him. 
And if in fact she had been dating him prior to November the 1st, 2021, then the attorneys are trying to establish that she used hiring him as an opportunity for her to take advantage of getting having lavish trips, which of course they went on a few lavish trips and benefiting financially from that relationship. Now, when this first came out, Ms. Willis denied it, right? And so eventually it came out and now um, a couple of weeks ago, there was this big hearing about it and um, there still has not been a final decision on whether or not they're going to remove her from or her and Mr. Wade from this case, uh, this major case, the Trump case, which was which put her in the spotlight in the United States because it was like, oh, my goodness, she has um, put together this indictment to say that former President Trump had stolen or tried to steal votes in the Georgia um, presidential election, in the presidential election, particularly in the state of Georgia. And so that was a major case. And again, Miss Willis had gotten, had gained um, almost celebrity status from bringing this indictment, celebrity status in a good way. But now, because apparently, um, this relationship was hidden, and they are even saying that as a district attorney, she had a responsibility to share with the judge or share with whomever her higher-ups are. I may not have that exact piece correct, um, absolutely correct, but she was supposed to share that they were in relationship. And so for those of us who worked in corporate America for a while, we know that, and I'm going to say for me personally, and I have been uh, propositioned by somebody who was under me, uh, and I said, absolutely not. Now, at our organization, there was a no fraternization rule. Apparently in Georgia, that rule doesn't exist, but the tie-in for her is that um, if in fact she started dating him prior to hiring him then and he made like over six hundred thousand dollars on this job so if in fact she hired him and she hired him at a higher rate um it could be said that she hired him because she was dating him and she wanted to benefit financially from his hire hence the the lavish trips that they took now how does that relate to unpacking agape the seven languages of languages of intentional leadership. Well, because it appears that Miss Willis hid the relationship, and now it's even come forth that there were records, phone records that have come up where Mr. Wade was calling Miss Willis's cell phone late into the night and then leaving her house early in the morning, according to these phone records, there are some major questions of ethics coming up about both of them, which could take them off of the case, but minimally, it's a major distraction.
Minimally, it is a major distraction. And Miss Willis, even though that is my Howard sister, she brought this on herself. As I said, when I worked in corporate America, there was a no fraternization policy where you could not be dating your subordinates. In some of my companies, you couldn't even be dating people who were within the same company or at least within um, the same team. There are so many rules that have been made about that. And the reason is because, because some people have said, well, what difference does it make? What does that have to do with Trump? What about what he did? And yes, that does not negate what may or may not have happened or will or will not happen in this Trump case. But what it does do is it, because it appears that they were not telling the truth, it speaks to her ethics. And as an attorney, she is required to be ethical. As an employee or a leader, especially in a company, you are required to be ethical. So it just so happens that chapter two, or I should say behavior number two, in the seven languages of intentional leadership is to be a carrier of ethics. So I'm going to read a little bit about this book. And again, you can go get the book at worldclasstraining.net forward slash agape. So first sentence here, would you tell the truth about something that you did not do correctly, even if it meant you would be in trouble on your job? Would you tell the truth about something that you did incorrectly, even if it meant that you would be terminated? In this world where we can take an innumerable number of pictures to capture the perfect one and where we can edit clips of ourselves so that just the piece that makes us look the absolute best is seen, truth in many ways has become a delicacy. I'll say that again. Truth in many ways has become a delicacy. We can filter light and dark and wide and embellish images in so many ways. It is virtually impossible to know what is really happening. Right? Even when we send text messages, we can send an exclamation point or a bright smiley face when we know how we feel is quite the opposite. Have you all ever done that? Have you sent a message from your bed or from the couch and you're sending it with a big smiley face, but you're sitting there not feeling good at all? But because the person on the other side may see that as a laugh or a ha-ha or even the big ha-ha with the tears, and you're not really laughing that hard, right? But you keep going, right? And you've sent that message. So in a way, it's not being truthful because that's not how you really felt, okay? Um, so anyway, going on. Yet as leaders, we are called to be ethical. We are called to be honest. Honesty has a direct impact on our credibility. So I'm going to stop because what this says, what the title of this is, um, Agape Leadership Principle Number Two and what it has to do in Fulton, right? And, and how it relates to Fulton. Right now, even if everything, after the judge reviews everything and he determines that um, they cannot necessarily link her to having dated him before 2021, it still impacts 
both of their credibility. Why? Because not only did they hide it, but also Mr. Wayne was still married. So y'all was cheating. I don't care if they were broken up. Y'all were still, he was still married. So this relationship had to be hidden. So like they say, it takes a long time to build trust. It takes a second to shut it down. So if they leave her on the case, which I don't know if they will or not, I've never had to deal with this, don't know. But I know as a leader, if I'm looking at a team member, if I'm looking at another manager who already has had some um, break in their ethics, then I'm questioning now other things that the person might have done. It might not be fair, but it's real. We might want to say, hey, okay, well, yeah, she was dating him. That's her business. Who she wants to you know, have a relationship with is his business. If he does not want to you know, not uh, carry on in these relations until he's after he's married. Sure, we can say all of that. But this is the reality. At the point that this has bubbled up, then we both when we know that both of them have been dishonest and it impacts credibility. So that's why that's important. So in Agape Leader, I'm reading some more again, picking up at worldclasstraining.net forward slash Agape. An agape leader is a carrier of ethics. The establishment of credibility happens as one delivers on the little things. So a little thing in this particular case would have been for her to just go and say, you know, I started a relationship with Mr. Wade. Um, he and I started dating um, beginning, I think she said 2022, if in fact that's the truth. Uh, but because we're both working on this case, and I know that I have a duty to report that I am sharing with you all that we have begun a relationship. And the same thing for him. It's a simple thing. That's a little thing, but it makes a big difference in, in leading towards credibility. And then you don't end yourself up on the stand having to uh, prove up some stuff that totally distracts from what you are trying to do, which is to get this Trump case where you want it to be. So I'll continue reading. Um, I, I have early in the book about communication. And I say here, I stated earlier, only 7% of our words account for our communication. 55% of our communication lies in our body language, how we move, if and how we do what we say that we are going to do. Because there's even a, another video where it, it says that Miss um, Willis is actually on tape saying, I would never date anyone who works for me. Now, she could try to rest on, well, he doesn't technically work for me because he's a higher contractor. But I tell people, as someone who has been in business for now four and a half years, I work for everybody who's a client of mine, right? No, I'm not on their payroll. Um, they may be writing a check to the business, but I work for everyone who is a client of mine. So when I go to my clients to um, deliver training, I have to know what are your rules for signing in? What are your rules for um, moving about in, in the uh, company? Do I need a badge? Do I need to have a parking 
uh, do I need to have a parking sticker or something when I when I go and park in their organization? Why? Because at that moment, I'm working for that organization and I have to abide by the rules of that organization. At the point that Mr. Wade becomes um, where Fulton County becomes a client of Mr. Wade, Mr. Wade needs to abide by the rules of Fulton County. And if Fulton County says, if you are having a relationship with any somebody who you're working under at Fulton County, you need to report it. That's exactly what he should have done as well. Not just Mr. Wade, he should have done it as well. I mean, not Miss Willis, I'm sorry. Mr. Wade should have done it as well, okay? Because if, like Ms. Willis said, you know, I would never date anyone who is working for me. That's your words moving. 7% of your communication is words. Your actions, that other 93%, which is your body language and your tone, right? Now her tone, we don't know what she, uh, how she said it, but we do know that 55, her body language said something totally different because she actually went and did that same thing. So we begin not to trust that because if I tell you, I always tell people, if I tell you I love you, but my behavior doesn't align with that, then should you believe it? That you absolutely should not have to be in alignment. Here we go. To be a carrier of ethics requires sacrifice in some cases. It may be a sacrifice of your time, as in the case of feedback or help on a project. It may be sacrifice of a resource, as in the case of yielding the way for a team member to talk to a colleague of yours for an opportunity that interests them. It may even be the sacrifice of your position, as in the case of telling the truth about something that you did wrong that may cost you your job. Here we go, because this is what we're talking about here with the problem in Fulton County. Now, did Miss Willis and Mr. Wade think that their jobs may be at stake for telling the truth? Perhaps they did. Are they now, have they now perjured themselves on the stand because they thought it might cost them their jobs? They might have. This thing with Mr. Wade and the cell phone records, after it shows that he said, I think the question was, if there are records that appear, phone records that appear before 2021 that show that you um, were calling or had contact with uh, Miss Willis near her home, I think it said, would those records be a lie? He said, absolutely, they would. Um, their phone records. So now as he's saying the phone records are lying. And I think it's like 12,000 uh, or is it 12,000 calls or 12,000 text messages? It's a whole bunch out there, right? One or two maybe, but a whole bunch. Now, as an agape leader, they had a duty to be a carrier of ethics. I don't know the degree, but in some cases, what I've heard is if it's egregious enough, it could even cost them the bar. So I have a friend of mine who always says, how did we get here? How did we get here? Like, okay, at the point that you understand, now you're talking about what you already did, but how did we get here? Miss Willis and Mr. Wade, 
you had perhaps one of the biggest cases in your hands of our current time. You had a right and responsibility to not even engage. Don't even have a semblance of something that is not allowed because it can negatively and has negatively impacted your credibility unnecessarily. I call this unforced error. That's an unforced Again, people can say, well, how do you know? How do I know? Because I've been in that position. I had someone who worked for me, who looked me dead in the eye and propositioned me. I said, absolutely negative. Not because he wasn't attractive, because he was. Not because it wasn't tempting, because it was. But because I knew, and forgive me for that, but uh, because I knew what the rules were, I knew that it was a no, and I knew that was a bad idea. Period. That was a bad idea. So <laughs> I'm saying it not because I don't know what it's like. I'm saying it because I do know what it's like. Been in that position. And I'm so glad I made the decision to say negative. Again, get this book at worldclasstraining.net forward slash agape. Let me wrap this up right, right quick for y'all. So hopefully, uh, I think, I, no, I'm going to go back to this. It may even be the sacrifice of your position is in the case of telling the truth about something that you did wrong that may cost you your job. The last one is a big one, that piece. Hopefully, it is one that never happens to you. However, if you are a carrier of ethics and you know that you have done something wrong, even if it may cost you your employment, tell the truth. The best way to remember what you have said is to tell the truth. The best way to remember what you have said is to tell the truth. If you ask me my name, I don't even have to remember what I told you the last night, last time. Why? Because it's the truth. I ain't got to remember it. I got one other funny one I'm going to tell y'all before I wrap this up. Uh, there was... Um, there was a uh, a question that was asked to Mr. Wade about, have you ever been in a cabin with Miss Will Miss Willis? And he said, ever? And he thought for a long time. A long time. And then he said, no. I don't know if he has or not, but I will tell you this. A cabin is not something that you're going to forget you were at with someone. You're just not going to forget that. It ain't going to happen. It's not going to happen, period. So why the long pause? I don't know. Has he been in a cabin with a lot of different women? Don't know. But what I know is if he was telling the truth and he knew he was telling the truth, my guess is that he would not have had to pause that long. Now, you'll notice that I'm using some language that's like, yes, maybe, hmm, yeah, because I'm not a lawyer. 
but I do know the truth. And the truth is, Ms. Willis and Mr. Wade created an unforced era that has been a distraction. And it's all around one word, ethics, and the lack thereof. So again, that's my Howard sister. It hurt my soul to see my Howard sister going through this. Don't know her personally, never met her, but she's a bison. And so because she's a bison, I wanted her to win. And I still want her to win. But if she doesn't win, we got to go back to this. One of the seven languages she did not speak very well. So I'm going to wrap this up. As I said, the best way to remember what you have said is to tell the truth. As someone said, the truth crushed to earth will still rise as truth. Be intentional about being a carrier of ethics. This is in the seven languages of intentional leadership, unpacking agape. Please go get your copy because we are going to delve into some of these other languages uh, throughout the next several weeks. We are exploring what it means to lead with agape love. And agape love is simply that selfless, sacrificial care and concern for others. And speaking of that, when you're talking about being a carrier of ethics and how that does not lead you to be selflessly, sacrificially caring and concerning, caring about and concerning, concerned with others, as the leader of that team, she had to be more concerned. She needed to be more concerned about the team and the team's success than she was. She and he, but she is the one who hired him. So I'm putting this on her. She needed to be more concerned about the success of Fulton County, the success of her team, the success of that moment than her individual desire for Eros, which is another kind of love, right? That could have come later, close the case. Win the day, win that moment, let that man get divorced. Cause I don't care what they say, until it's done, it's not done. And then let it breathe. And I'm not here to talk about that kind of love right now. I'm here to talk about leadership. But I just had to say that as well. So get this book, worldclasstraining.net forward slash agape, and join me in this journey over the next several weeks. Uh, before I close out, I do also want to say that um, we have the free to soar gear that is going to be available only for the next several weeks. So this is the final days for this. And then we're going to be transitioning into some more gear. So get this, get the shirt. We got the books. We have um, beautiful calendars. Let me show you this calendar right quickly. Um, this free to sort calendar. And I love this calendar because every month it has a quote that's related to an eagle for strengthening you. So for instance, for February, it was may you soar on eagle, eagle wings high above the madness of the world. So it sits right on your desk. It is a great 
tool. We also have the uh, free to soar binders. I use my free to soar binder. Uh, it's so cute. It has a, a beautiful um, little strap to keep it safe. So go to worldclasstraining.net forward slash shop for that. And again, go to worldclasstraining.net forward slash agape for the book. For anything related to leadership and professional development, just go to worldclasstraining.net forward slash PB. Um, and you will find everything and you can schedule a time with me where I can talk to you about leadership for your team. So until next time, remember that you want to be a carrier of ethics, a carrier of ethics, because as I said, the truth crushed down to earth will still rise again as truth. Make sure that you remember that. Um, make sure that you go get the book so you can join us on the journey. We are going to be watching this case. There may be some other things from this book that we may be able to glean from this because it's a very um, interesting uh, twist to me and turn as a leader. I'm watching it from that angle and, and seeing how I can help people through this case. So, and there may be other things that we'll talk about too, not necessarily related to the Fulton case, because I think we can all agree that um, this is something that uh, where ethics and credibility came into play unnecessarily. Most people can agree with that. And again, I'm still wishing my Howard sister well, uh, but I wish she had not made this unforced error. So um, please make sure to also join us. Uh, if you want to listen to this back, just subscribe to the Leaders Lounge podcast on all of your platforms. And um, yeah, make it a great, 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 great week. Until the next time that I see you, remember that at the World Class Training Institute, when you are better, we are absolutely better. <laughs>